I was one of the few who decided to leave. Each region or each country that I live in contributed to making me. Made in International China. Welcome back to another episode of Captain Bagrat Podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asia and Australia. It's a tough job, but you know, someone's got to do it. As always, we are recording from downtown Chinatown. And today, I've got Will! Hi, Will! Hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so, Will is doing me a massive favor to talk about his international experience as an international student in the U.S., in Singapore as well, in Australia, but your origin was from... China. Ah! <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> um, so I thought maybe we'll call this episode Made in International China. Yeah, that sounds like a good name. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're technically made in China, yeah. but you're very international. Yeah, very international, yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm just going to ask you, where is your center of gravity? Like, how do you identify yourself? Oof. <laughs> Tough question. That's a difficult question. Yeah. It, it feels wrong for me to just single out every single country because I think growing up, each region or each country that I live in has, you know, contributed to making part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just identify myself as international. Yeah, I, I guess that's... But I mean, I, of, of, of course, my home is in China. I always remember my Chinese root. But mm. I think I'll identify, identify myself as more international person. Person. Yeah. Mm. International student is just really, well, that's your previous life because you're not a student anymore. Yeah. So maybe international citizen? Oh, yeah. That's that's a cool name. Yeah. International citizen. International citizen. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so what made you decide to um, experience international schooling instead of staying, let's say, in China and go through yeah. the domestic process? So I think... I left China when I was 15 and in the year of 2005. All by yourself? All yeah, by all by myself. My oh parents my were, they, they, they've always been in China. And I think back then, going abroad to studies has always been a privilege. Mm. It's not that many people can actually afford going out, going overseas. And um, I think the opportunity just came up. And for me, I just want to experience something new. Uh, actually, I do want to run away from my parents for a while. And yeah. that's why I just signed up, signed the contract, and and there I go. I, I went to Singapore to study. Okay, yeah. so tell me about your experience in Singapore. It's schooling there. That, so this would have been for high school. Yeah, high school and mm. a part of they call it secondary school and junior college. Mm-hmm. So I studied in Singapore for about five years. So my time in Singapore is really I don't remember much to be honest because <laughs> I mean Sing- Singapore it's it's not a huge place. Um, <laughs> But it's a very advanced, it's the it, hub of Asia, I, right? I love Singapore, just to get it out there. Um, great food, people are great, the school is, the school is great. Uh, it's just, I think, I was I, I lived in a boarding school. Mm. Uh, I lived in a very, I mean, I studied in a, and lived in a very traditional sort of a, a British-style uh, private school. Oh, wow. uh, I lived in a boarding school, so everything was pretty strict. Yeah. Uh, so we had curfew, um, we, had, we had mandatory you know, night study time oh. in the library. How many hours? Like uh, five hours uh, at night? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, given it's a Chinese system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty, no, no, I think two, from I think from 7.30 to about nine, two or three hours three of hours. mandatory study. I usually we have to go back and study more uh, because it was a very competitive school. But mm. overall, I enjoyed the experience. Um, Is yeah. it one of those stereotypical Chinese... Singaporean education where uh, everyone's a nerd 
So you all studied. Uh, Nobody actually um, crossed over to being a, like a rebel or. You know, the, I think there will be rebel everywhere. Okay. It's just the level of your rebelness. It depends on which school you go So in Australia, being a rebel will be like, you know, talking back to the teacher yeah. and um, maybe. Uh, the worst would be punching other kids up. Yeah. So the Singapore version would be what? I mean, skipping homework, that would be... That's yeah, that's, that's cool. Wow. That's, yeah, wow, he skipped his homework. <laughs> what a rebel. Yeah. Were you a rebel? Uh, sort of. Um, oh. Maybe, yeah, well, I, I was just lazy. I was a, a rebel. Yeah. But you fell into the rebel uh, class. Yeah, I was, I was labeled as one of those group. Uh, the durable group but I, I was just being lazy I wasn't trying to be a cool at all <laughs> <laughs> cool by being lazy yeah. uh, so what, what's your fondest memory from boarding school just having a you yeah. know a boy pack or um, being a bully or <laughs> seeing that you were in the cool group no the, the camaraderie is definitely the camaraderie because yeah. I, I was in a well when I first went there we I was in the all boys school yeah and then later on we become you know the once we started the junior college, mm. yeah, I went to become a mixed school. But at first, I was in the all boys school, and you know, the camaraderie, you know, my roommates, I former, yeah. uh, you know, comrades that we work, work and study, eat and sleep together. Oh you know, gosh, we, how many in a room? Four. 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 Four people in a room. Yeah. But I think for us, because we. Uh, there, we all went from China as a group. Mm. Yeah, to Singapore. Yeah. So that group of, I would say, Chinese international students, mm. I think in total 30 of, of us, uh, we form a strong pact. So what's the demographic uh, in this particular boarding school? Is it mostly Singaporean kids or international kids or... I think mostly international kids. because okay. at the time, I don't know whether they, the Singapore government has it now, but at the time they had the... Uh, the exchange program that they will go around uh, to different countries and select students to study at in okay. Singapore schools. So uh, China is definitely has always been one of the big destinations for them to collect students. Well, Singaporeans got Chinese heritage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, so was it? Uh, nah, this might be like a off the topic question, but was it like Harry Potter? <laughs> Where him and Ronald and all them did you guys get up to mischief apart from you know not doing your homework <laughs> uh, we, we we do have like house in the house system okay. it's similar to some of those Australian schools yeah yeah house system yeah we have we compete with each other but it's not... your house wasn't called like Gryffindor or something no no, no. <laughs> but you know that the uh, what it would say the uh, the symbol of our house is wolf. So wolf, yeah, wow. that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Now you're bringing Game of Thrones into yeah, this. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, so it's more like Game of Thrones then, <laughs> hey? <Yeah. laughs> yeah. And and so when you graduated from um, this boarding school, did you think that you would stay in Singapore to study, or what was your thinking process? Uh, there? I think I. After graduation, I just had enough of Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> but did you get to go out and, and, you know, visit some of the limited sites that they have on, on the island? Or uh, Yeah, yeah, definitely. During during the weekends, we definitely go out yeah. uh, to that, you know, limited number Sentosa. of sites. Yeah, Sentosa, <laughs> yeah. East Coast, uh, Orchard Roses. Yeah, yeah. But I think I'm always the one who's trying to run away from... Well, no, I wouldn't say run away, but trying mm -hmm. to experience something new. Okay. Yeah, so I decided to go to the U.S. 
Um, so a lot of my friends actually stayed in, in Singapore. They, mm. they continue their study in Singapore universities, and now they they're working in Singapore, living in Singapore, having their families. Mm. Uh, but I, I, I was one of the few who decided to leave. And what triggered that? Apart from you want to experience new things, um, was this because there's a particular university that was uh, well re- had a good reputation, or did you just want to go and experience the American lifestyle? Yeah, both. Okay. Both. I think I was accepted into a couple of my dream schools. Ooh, yeah, do sp- tell, do tell. Which ones did you apply for? Uh, I applied for a lot, but... <laughs> But the it's one, a numbers game. <laughs> it's a, it definitely is a numbers game, but and it costs you a lot too. I think you oh. get to spend like eighty dollars for each school that you apply for. Are you kidding me? They charge money for applications. Yeah, yeah. In the US. In the US. And Singapore didn't do that. No, no. Uh, I, I don't care. I think they charge you no matter what. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. So I was. Well, back then I was accepted. So the school that I went to actually uh, is University of California at Berkeley. Mm. Um, they meant to be pretty good, I hear, Berkeley. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then I was also accepted into UCLA, which is University of California in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, and then ever since I got into these two schools, I stopped applying because, <laughs> come on, California, there's no other place I want to go to. You don't want to waste any more. Yeah. There's no, 80 bucks yeah, application yeah, fees. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a huge basketball fan. I'm a huge Lakers fan. And oh, Lakers right. is based in LA. So I think California is just, the, at the time, I, I thought that's the place that I, yeah. I was meant to go to. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a sign that, you know, you applied for all these and then the, the, the two universities accepted you. Yeah. And, and you're like, well, this is definitely a sign. Clearly, I'm not meant to be in Washington or somewhere yeah, no, else. No, not in New, New York. Am I? Yeah. I mean, no offense to New Yorkers, but I mean, <laughs> it's California. Yeah. The New York, New Yorkers. Is it, is it New Yorkers or uh, Washington that they have a Basque? Is it? Hold on. In my thoughts. Washington has some uh, Washington Wizards, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The DC, yeah, they have the Wizard. That's right. Um, New York has the Knicks, and the Knicks. now they also have the Nets, which is based in Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. And out of all those, uh, the California Lakers and the uh, DC and New York, who's the stronger team? Oh, uh, in this season, I think LA is the LA. strongest. Yeah. I think they've always been a bit stronger. Yeah, they? I mean yeah. they're traditionally a good team. In this season, they're. I mean, LA has two teams, the mm. Coopers and the Lakers. They both are pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah. But you're like, oh, dream, dream place. Yeah. Basketball, best university. Yeah, Hollywood. Holly- oh, yeah, beach. Hollywood. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a big thing for you to be yeah. near Hollywood. Yeah, that's a big, big thing. Yeah. Just be- yeah. because you want to be a star. No, no, I mean, the, the lifestyle, the glamour. I mean, just, just think about it, you know, chilling out. Yeah. On the beach, you know, at the, going up onto the you know, the mountain with the Hollywood sign. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can picture, at that time, I can picture myself living this kind of life. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so awesome. And then you finally got there. Tell me, when you got off the airplane, what, what did you feel? How, how did you feel? And what did you eat? Oh, what did you eat? <laughs> <laughs> the first thing, you land in America. What, what, did, what do you eat? A burger? Uh, Hot dog? Uh, I think the first thing that I did was I, I lost, I remember I... I donated twenty bucks to someone that I don't even. I, I think I got scammed. By that's my first experience. That was so exciting. I, I get out, get playing, get out of SFO, and someone walked up to me and said, "Hey, do you want to donate twenty bucks to whatever, whatever?" And I was like, "Oh, cool!" And just like and talk. This is the first, you know, American that I talked to. And I said, like, "Oh, sure." I'm just trying to be friendly and gave him twenty bucks, and he just walked away. <laughs> 
So that's my first experience in in the US. Yeah. Maybe you use it to buy some food. I hope. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm good. Well, good on you for yeah, having a yeah. good heart. Maybe maybe <laughs> it's it's true. It's I donated it to somebody. Maybe I donated to him, <laughs> so he can have a meal. Have a meal. Yeah. Yeah. You you've you've done your public duty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and from there, so can you tell me about your experience in American school? Like, what was it like? Did they have a lot of um, what we see on TV? A lot of camaraderie as well, like yeah. a pack mentality. <laughs> Is that what that's, it is? That's, you know, you see on the TV, sometimes you see on the TV um, that, you know, the, I think the first thing that you think mm. you can think of, think about American school is people just get together and drink and party and play beer pong. Yeah. And American football, right? Yeah, American football. Cheerleaders. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have their secret societies. Yeah. Those are all true? all true. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and, and I mean, it's, it's uh, and then you... You know, you watch movie and they have the those they call it fraternity. Yes. Yeah, and then they have the initiation process for the freshmen. They keep the they they let the freshmen do all kind of crazy stuff like drink a lot of beer or jump off the jump off the roof and all. They're all true oh. in some way. Yeah, I think they're all true. Oh yeah. wow! Did you witness any of this or did you hear from? Secondhand information. Um, to be honest, I didn't witness mm -hmm. all of this. Um, mm -hmm. I hear from you know friends and friends or you know, uh, but I've I mean the, the fraternity fraternity house they just they just, usually they located pretty close to the campus. Yeah. So in the morning I will walk by those houses and I would see people you know drinking <laughs> lying on the ground <laughs> lying on the floor sometimes and or even at night after one p.m. I'm mean, sorry yeah one a.m. Uh, sometimes I walk from you know library to my place, and yeah. I can still hear the music playing in the fraternity house, yeah. really, really loud, and people shouting and partying on I don't know like Tuesday night. Yeah. So, wow. Uh, yeah, because I I was never a part of this because mm. I don't I I don't drink too much. Mm. Um, but in in yeah, in to some extent, they are all true. <laughs> wow, yeah. amazing! And do they also have a the walk of shame for? <laughs> 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 like like the four o'clock, six o'clock in the yeah, morning, yeah. as we see on American TV shows. Yeah, see, in the US, because there are a lot of universities, and yeah. there are some universities that are famous for their party culture. Uh, the university that I went to, I ended up going to Berkeley, the party culture wasn't that heavy. Yeah. But there are a couple of schools out there that are really, really famous for, for partying. I think... <laughs> In general consensus, I'm yeah. trying to, you know, try, I'm tr trying to be more politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think ASU, Arizona State University, is one of them. Yeah. And in California, this uh, UC Santa Barbara. Yeah. Uh, I heard the walk of shame is actually from. They they do have a walk of shame <laughs> in oh UC Santa Barbara. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, it's a great university, great place. I've visited a couple of yeah. times. It's a nice area. Yeah. But they just have a really strong bond. It's like you know, if you're if we select you to be one of us, we need you to be initiated and. You you have to become one of us. Yeah. 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 I think bound by the uh, guidelines. Yeah, bound by the guidelines. And yeah. they purposely make it difficult to get initiated so that this way once they join, they they value the, the membership more. Okay. Yeah. And then obviously the uh the initiation, which is the embarrassment of yeah. of that is is part of the process where you bond and you realize, okay, I've done the most shameful thing now. <laughs> We're all equal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I hope I, I hope in a way that you, you you know you look back and go, 
Maybe I should have joined a fraternity. <laughs> maybe I should. Maybe I should. Yeah. I picked the wrong major. My major was hardcore. But yeah. What was your major? I, I studied mathematics. Oh, right. Yeah, do they have a mathematics fraternity or? Yes, they do have a mathematics club. Okay. Uh, so we, we eat pie on the 14th of March. <laughs> because of pie, 3.14. It was, pie, was a pie day. <laughs> That's like a huge thing for us. That is so huge. Yeah, and, and we, we, have, we have so much of those you no know, science nerdy jokes that we talk to each other. I don't remember <laughs> any of those now, but because you know I forget all the yeah. theories I used to learn. But when we Pythagoras had, theorem, did you do any of that? Oh uh, gosh, I I. I <laughs> I'm sure I did all those batches because I don't do mathematics anymore. So <laughs> it's been a long time. So. <laughs> shut it off. <laughs> yeah, shut it off. Our favorite show was uh, Big Bang Theory because, oh, yeah. you know, because that was our dream. You know, one day we mm. want to become, you know, Sheldon, you know, our it's own version of smart person doing research at a prestigious university. And yeah, so, yeah, so it's, it's a different side of uh, the university life. Or because the fact that you are in Hollywood, that you could end up playing the Asian Sheldon uh, yeah. <laughs> to become an actor, yeah. but you actually know your math stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny. I think when they when they uh, uh, when they make mm. the Big Bang Theory, they actually hire a physicist, mm. a physics professor from I don't know whether it's Caltech or one of those university that it should do, become a consultant yeah. and just make sure that everything or the theory that they talk about is correct yeah yeah no i think they do a lot of that they bring in a lot of consultants just to make sure i mean there's content as well yeah yeah because then they the, the creators obviously they're gonna be very witty um yeah. they have to make it entertaining all that dry stuff's gotta be entertaining yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine if you were the asian children that'd be so cool <laughs> So you, you know, from what you're telling me, you completely fit into the stereotypical mm -hmm. Chinese international student. You studied maths. Yes. You didn't party because mm -hmm. you wanted to obviously pass your exam. Yeah. Um. And um. You know, you joined in on all the uh corny three point one four pie contest. So, did you did you break out of that stereotype? Like, did Americans see that kind of stereotype? Uh, when it comes to international Chinese students, or uh, or in comparison to Australia, uh, the Chinese international students were a little bit more outgoing. Uh, you mean the US people, uh, Chinese international students are more outgoing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think I think one thing about I think August, this is the one major difference between studying in the US and Australia is I think in the US system they requires higher level of English mm. uh, abilities, so the students. International students that go to U.S. school, especially one of the, the so-called better schools, they're really good at, at their English because we would just start conversation using English. And after a while, we realized, oh, you're from China. So, oh, yeah, I'm from China. Mm -hmm. And then we will just completely understand each other. Okay. So, um, but I think currently uh, they are lowering the standard yeah. more because they see, you know, a lot of money is coming from China. They try, to, they try to recruit more students. But back when I was in uh, Berkeley, Mm. You know, a lot of our China, a lot of my friends, like from China, they are very active in mm. school societies. You know, they blend it in the local uh, more. Oh wow, um, good! They were really active, like being um, the president of, let's say, a social club, and then yes. um, they will just mingle with all the American students as well and other international students, not from, let's say, a Chinese background. Yeah, 
and and they I think some they, a, a, some of my friends they start their own club and mm. the club becomes really really big. Wow. Yes. So they really try to you know assimilate into the local society, yeah. the local business culture. Uh, one of my the club that my friend started in Berkeley is about you know uh, entrepreneurs, mm. and then in the end they because you know. Berkeley is in Northern California is near uh, the Silicon Valley. Yes. So they invited a lot of tech startup, uh, you know, business business leaders, and then yeah. they grew really really big. And it started as a Chinese club, but now it's hundred percent international. Oh, excellent! Yeah. Wow, what a success story. Yeah. So you've also had a stint in Silicon Valley, right? Yeah, I mean, once after I graduated, I worked mm. in Silicon Valley for about less than two years. Um, That's still quite solid. Yeah. Uh, I started working as an analyst at one of the uh, VC firm. Yeah. As, as a grad. Yeah. And what's what? So, I think the picture that we get painted with uh, Silicon Valley is just something that's really fast paced, and there are so many incredible people with great innovative ideas, and startups just shoot up. Did you get that vibe? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, religiously, I think. Mm. Yeah, because in the heart of the Silicon Valley, there, uh, it's not only in the Silicon Valley, mm. also in the schools such as you know, Stanford, Berkeley, and some other schools like Cal State, mm. a lot of California state universities. That the the Silicon Valley vibe, the entrepreneurship, the innovation mm. is really uh, popular. I would say really, really heavy and. Actually, at our school, the number one major, the major that most people study for is electrical engineering and computer science. Mm. So a lot of you know, people dream about being uh, a millionaire, dream about solving a problem, yeah. using technology and make the world a better place. So it is very fast paced. It's uh, a lot of pressure too. Uh, okay. And the pressure, was that coming from the university itself or just uh, uh, the pack mentality? I uh, just... From everywhere, just just mm. imagine you have the you know, predecessors, you know Bill mm. Gates. You have mm. you have the Steve Jobs, all the predecessors coming uh, before Mark you. Zuckerberg, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, although he's from Harvard, but whatever. Oh, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have all the all the predecessors. You have all the successful stories that's influencing you, and then mm. you you have and then you see all your friends are. You know, working really hard, mm. trying to you know make a name for themselves. Yeah. Uh, and and most importantly, there's a lot of money in the business. I think when I first graduated, that was uh, 2014, 2015. Mm. Yeah, at that time, people were talking about you know a shared economy. Uber was doing really well. Yeah. Uh, we we're talking about cloud based, you know, Salesforce, Dropbox, they're doing you know fantastic. Yeah. You know, and Airbnb, and you see all the success story. That's all it talks about on the news. Yeah. And, and of course, I was, you know, influenced by it and everybody mm. was influenced by it. Yeah. Because in Australia, uh, there's not much in the news about entrepreneurs and startups or, or business yeah. in general. It's always about politics and it's always about, you know, uh, farmers uh, who are not <laughs> getting money, which I hope they're getting some money for drought, you know, yeah. assistance and or a lot of sport as well. So, you know, the media, I think, um, plays a big role in, in shaping what the society yeah. is going is going forward with. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how, so you stayed in um, Silicon Valley for about two years. Yep. Yeah. Um, why did you end up coming back to Australia? Oh, no, sorry. Why did you end up coming to Australia? Uh, 
I think bas- they basically my visa, my visa. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a <laughs> oh, that's in- right. immigration. Visa yeah. <laughs> For internationals, I forget that yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's getting harder and harder to migrate to the US. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my visa didn't work out. That's one thing. But of mm-hmm. course, the second thing is I wanted to learn some learn a solid skill to be honest okay because i graduated with a mathematics major um mm. i learned a lot of theories a lot mm. of high level theories that you know pretty much useless in real life <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh it's very niche though it's, it's technical technical skill set that it could be applied to any yeah. company right yeah so it uh, i think math okay. mathematics helped me with my logical thinking skill and critical yeah. thinking skills because the mathematics in essence is actually a, philosoph- a form of philosophy. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it does really help me to, you know, have the thinking, the mindset right. Mm. So when so after I come to the, the Australia, I started studying accounting that really helped me to understand the concept more. Still to do with yeah. money. And yeah, still, still, yeah, the and numbers. Still, not, money, and, not money and number technically, <laughs> and you're still... Feeling that stereotype of a Chinese, Chinese. international. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're not myth busting anything in the moment. No, no, no myth. <laughs> okay, so you started accounting, and well, well, the reason behind that was because you wanted to study accounting or I, I, visa. <laughs> um, I. Okay, let me break some stereotypes. Okay. Oh, no. I, I, I. I didn't study accounting just for the visa. I actually okay. wanted to study accounting or finance because you know my working experience was in uh, you know venture capital area yeah. as an analyst. So, um, but I sometimes I feel like I don't have a solid foundation to do my work. So I think of accounting or a finance job can uh, sorry a degree can definitely help mm. me to to equip myself with a, with a skill. That's why I come here and choose and. I have to choose between finance, accounting, and in the end, I chose accounting. Okay. How did you um, transition to the Australian system? Because I'm assuming, I'm assuming the Australian system of education would be quite different to the US. Did you enjoy it or did you find it a little bit slower? Um, a little bit slower, I think. Mm. The competition is not as harsh. Mm. Uh, and I didn't have to, have to you know, take my time to adjust to the system. And yeah. probably the language, the accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. The, the language is, uh, yeah, yeah. A, a little bit. The language was the easy part. To okay, be okay, honest. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's the pace, I think. I was, you know, sure, it's a lot slower than the U.S. Okay. Yeah. And and also, I think in the U.S., because all of your friends were talking about, you know, trying to uh, chase the dream, the American mm. dream, trying to make it big. But in yeah. Australia, people just, you know, they just want to live a good life. Yeah. So uh, I remember when, when I first came to Australia, I was in doing one of those, I think, career events. Yeah. I was being very aggressive. <laughs> yeah, trying to, you know, so-called impress, quote-unquote. Um, and and in the end, someone come to me and then says, so he, he told me that oh he had experience working in the US and yeah. also experience in Australia. And he told me to, you know, just turn down uh, two levels, uh, just, you know, be casual, enjoy yourself, just be yourself. You don't have to be, you know, so aggressive all the time. And try to impress everyone. Yeah. 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 So that, that's one of the big, uh, that is one of the things that I have to adjust is, mm-hmm. yeah, is the cultural difference between America and Australia. 
So less about selling yourself and more about just being yourself and yeah. being genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm sure a lot of Americans are also genuine. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but you know, the most Americans, they come across as being really confident. And yeah. when they speak, they speak with like, you know, with a lot of stature and they're very assertive. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, so now that you can compare the two or three, even with Singapore, how do you feel being in a well? You're not an Australian yet, are you? Uh, I'm I'm a permanent resident. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, technically Australian. <laughs> so, how how do you feel now? Do you do you feel uh, relaxed and this is this is going to be it for you, or you're going to move to another country later on? <laughs> uh, I oh I I enjoy staying in Australia. I love mm. Australia. A lot. Mm. Uh, I think I've made a lot of friends. I'm working in the Australian company. Um, I think the experience of me traveling around the world it really helped me to, I would say, in some way, find myself and just be comfortable with myself. Because mm -hmm. before, you know, um, I think traveling to other places, sometimes I would think, oh, am I, you know, not being local? Mm. You know, oh, I, I speak English with an accent. Will people think different of me? But at this point, I think I'm just being comfortable with myself and just focus, really focus on develop myself, right? Mm. Just soft skill and hard skill and my career and, and, and my family too. Mm. So, um, and for the next step, I don't know. Currently, mm. I'm very you know, happy that I'm in Australia. I'm, yeah. I'm very thankful for, uh, thankful for that. But I think being as a international citizen mm. uh, going aboard to another country is always on the table mm -hmm. it really depends on opportunities yeah and i'm always excited to 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 travel to another country mm. and I, I think this time i will be you know more comfortable and more confident of you know just going out and be myself and bring uh my me you know the mm. thing that's in me to the local society to the look to the community and just contribute. Okay, excellent. So when you were uh, like between landing in Australia and um, and now, did you engage in a lot of uh, like university societies as well, or start a society, or um, partake in any extracurricular activities such as sport? Um, sports not so much. I, I still have to. I still I'm have sure to. I'm a basketball learn. fan. I, I am. I am, but I still have to learn the Aussie sports. Right? Okay. Um, uh, I'm I'm watching some rugby's here and there. I think I slowly, you know, get, getting the hang of it and slowly There's understand so many the different game. Different types of Australian football. I, I, I'm I'm not even going to go into football at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> just one thing at a time. I'll definitely need to do an episode on how many yeah. types of football is there in Australia. Yeah. Let's, let's do rugby and then and then cricket and then football. You know, one thing at a time. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I, uh, at the university, I did start my own club. Uh, they're, they're still surviving. Oh, good. See, yeah. there you go. That's your American coming out of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and then I volunteer a bit in the local community. Um, mm -hmm. And I have friends who are actually Australian, you know, Australian Australians. Yeah. So, uh, which is pretty nice. Yeah. So you, you seem like, uh, okay, when we st when I say you, you know, you dealt with maths, numbers, accounting, which is, you know, you're a very stereotypical international Chinese <laughs> yeah. student, but yet you found the time and you actually wanted to engage um, outside of your study. Um, so uh, how, how do you find making friends with like, um, let's say American Americans and or Australian Australians? Uh or the, you know, uh, Americans or Australians with Asian background or other international background? Yeah. Uh, I'll just be honest with you, I think. You're going to be honest it... with me? I thought you were honest with me the whole yeah. time. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
You've been lying to me this whole time. Well, <laughs> well, okay. Um, I think I had a easier time to make to you know find American friends. Okay. Only because I think American has been exporting their culture for so many years and living mm. in China, even though growing up in the nineties. I watched Friends. I listened to you know yeah. hip hop. I watched basketball, and I play you know video games, you know, mm. American video games. So um, I had a lot in common mm. with I think you know uh, uh, American friends. Yeah. But once I transitioned to Australia, sometimes I did have some difficulty you know mm. starting a conversation with or having a good conversation with Aussie Aussie mm. uh, because you know the the culture that we grew up in is mm. so different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, American culture is a little bit different compared to uh, Australian culture. Because yeah. oftentimes it's, it really depends on the pop culture mm. uh, that you're exposed to when you're a kid. Um, yeah, and, and I think between China and Australia, there's, there's a really huge gap. There's a huge <laughs> yeah. gap. And America kind of like sort of almost not fits in the middle, but definitely in between the, yeah. uh, the China and Australia. Yeah. yeah, so it's easier to build commonalities yeah. Um, through that way yeah. so you know just because you can speak english it doesn't mean sometimes that the cultural side is aligned as yeah, much yeah yeah mm. i think the cultural side is, is the most difficult because sometimes i will feel like you know people my friends are laughing they talk about something and they start laughing and i was like what what are they laughing about what's so funny about that <laughs> right I, I think this the culture side is, is the is more challenging than the language and Australian slang, that's a whole new like bucket of stuff that yeah. I don't think any other country understands. Yeah, Australian slang, but you know, some despite all the differences and difficulties, sometimes mm. I, <clears throat> you can I think having an open mind, um, it definitely helps. Yeah. When talk about Austra- I, I had a very fond memory about Australian slang is that when I was <laughs> you know first when I first met my Australian friends, they at the time I was in a university. And the university was hosting a welcoming program. Yeah. So they gave out booklets full of Australian slang. Basically <laughs> like a dictionary of Australian slang. And and it, and what happens when we start quizzing each other? <laughs> so you, uh, were you quizzing with your other international friends or with Aussie Aussie friends? Well, first the Aussie. So first I will quiz the international friends. Yes. And they will score really, really low. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, the Aussie friends will start to quiz us. Uh, I think I, my score is pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you, do you know any slangs that you can throw uh, at me? <laughs> I was some. I, I still remember some, I think. Which but, was the weirdest one that you remember, or um, something that really got you wondering? Oh, gosh. There's one that I just, just, that I just, that I just cannot make sense of it. Yeah. Um, it's called like she'll be all right, or she's she'll, be all right. Yeah, she'll be all right. She'll be right. Because <laughs> I always wonder like who's she. Like, <laughs> if if I'm talking to if I'm referring to a man like do I think you know because now my mathematical mindset just come up. <laughs> it's, like, it's not logical. It's not logical. <laughs> That's a he. I can't say she'll be right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of funny. <laughs> oh, one question that. I always ask, and I forgot to ask you about this one, yeah. was when you got off the plane yeah. uh, from, obviously, US to Australia? I was just China to Australia. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you got, anyway, when you arrived in Australia, yeah. did you get scammed? <laughs> 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 what happened? What do you, what do you, what memory do you remember Australia by? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
The answer is no. Okay, good. Yeah, Australians are very helpful. <laughs> Did they ask you to be on um, border, border security? <laughs> that TV show? <laughs> no, no. Okay, all right. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's easier. The security is it's, it's not as triggered in the US. Mm. Um, and people at the airport are very helpful. Uh, yeah, they help they me are. open my, you know, get my phone done. You know, take me to the to the bus station. Yeah. Um, oh, this is the Sydney International. Yeah, right? Sydney International. Yeah. I have to take the bus to Canberra. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think <laughs> Australian <laughs> Australians are helpful. I think. Yeah, they isn't are. that the the, 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 the how like the stereotype? Yeah, the stereotype. Yeah, Aus- yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Australians are uh, more helpful, more trusting, uh, less scamming. <laughs> yeah, less scam. <laughs> but just a little bit slower sometimes, enjoying yeah. life too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, I'm gonna end this with a quick five question. So, so, so you have to you have to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. These are not very difficult questions, but they're they're sort of like, you know. Right. Okay. I've never done this with any guests, but I thought I. Oh, well, I'm the first one. Yeah, you're the guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ready. Okay. Ready. Right. Favorite food. Uh, chicken noodle. <laughs> Favorite comic book or character. Ooh, uh, Captain America. Beer or scotch. Beer. Definitely. <laughs> Favorite Australian animal? Australian animal? Koala. Okay. You should have said kangaroo because that's what Captain Bagrat is. Oh, I even put sorry. it there so you would say kangaroo. But anyway, <laughs> noodles or pasta? Noodle. Okay. Where's home? <laughs> that's such a... <laughs> I need to get you. <laughs> right now it's Australia. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> because I was like, after we do this episode, I want to see where you actually call home. And, uh, I knew you were going to hesitate. <laughs> <laughs> It's a trick question. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Oh, thank Will. you very much. Thank yeah, you. I hope you enjoyed being on this and this, you know, this random way of, <laughs> of having a conversation. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much, Made in International China. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For the latest updates and posts, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love it as much as Captain Bagrat and I do, uh, please support us on Patreon, where we hope that our dream of having our own TV show will become a reality one day. So then we can continue to fight boring news on everything, anything, and nothing with an Asian twist. Thanks for your support. Bagrat out. Solid. <laughs>